Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Thanks to Athletic Greens. Thanks to BetOnline.ag for helping sponsor this podcast. We appreciate it. Greg, before we get deep into the Patriots weeds, let's start with some news and notes from Indianapolis. The Combine, of course, it's starting this week. Jalen Carter is the biggest story today this morning, and it will probably be the biggest story in Indy for at least a couple of days. Carter is a top-notch prospect, top three guy on a lot of draft boards from Georgia defensive linemen. An arrest warrant was issued for him. He's been charged with reckless driving and racing in conjunction with the crash that killed offensive lineman Devin Willock and a recruiting staff member. Now, the arrest warrant alleges Carter was racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition driven by the recruiting staffer who was 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, uh, which led to the January 15th wreck. Carter had been due in Indianapolis today for the NFL scouting combine. He's expected to address the arrest warrant when he returns to Athens. That's according to the Lieutenant Sean Barnett of the Athens-Clark County Police Department. And Barnett said in an email to the AP, quote, it is my understanding that Mr. Carter is making arrangements to turn himself in. The crash occurred just hours after Georgia Uh, won their second straight national championship with a parade and ceremony, killing both LaCroix and Willock. So, uh, Greg, your thoughts on on this uh, arrest warrant issued for one Jalen Carter? Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, look, this is huge news. I mean, we're talking about a guy who could possibly be the number one pick in the draft Um, being arrested. I'm not exactly sure uh, of the – charges exactly you know how serious they are so nick obviously this is huge news i mean jalen carter we're talking about a guy who could be um it was certainly being talked about as the top pick in this draft as an interior defensive lineman out of georgia um obviously the situation um you know resulting in loss of life is just um it's just horrific and um, you know, this is going to be a very delicate situation. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to say too much at this point. I mean, people got to remember, um, and, and this sort of goes with the whole off season, Nick, and this, uh, increasingly drives me more and more crazy about the NFL off season. I mean, I understand people are excited about the NFL off season. I understand that they're excited about the draft. Um, but you have to understand the draft isn't for almost two full months. Um, there is a lot of time between now and then. People want mock drafts, like who are the Patriots going to draft with all their draft picks? We don't even know what they're going to do in free agency and trades. What? I mean, I understand 
trust me, I know in the media business, the easiest thing in the world to get clicks and make money for your place is to do mock drafts. Even if they they have no, they, they don't really pertain to anything because you don't know what if the Patriots, what if the Patriots go out and sign Mike McGlinchey at right tackle? Right. They're not drafting a, a tackle in the first round now, you know? And so uh, Jalen Carter, this just happened. And I'm sure especially in the age of Twitter, there's going to be a rush to be like, oh, well, you can't draft him and he's going to slide here. Like there is two months worth of information that's going to come out. Um, uh, You know, I think a lot of it, his future, let's just talk about that for a second in terms of like where he would be drafted this year, just in generalities um, this early in the process. Um, I think a lot of it is going to going to going to come down to a couple things. Um, you know, if he's going to face jail time, um, you know, the police department talked about the other car, not Carter's car, being clocked at 104. Um, they didn't say anything about how fast he was going. He was certainly involved in it. Um, you know, what's his responsibility? I think I saw something on Twitter about like he's being charged with misdemeanor offenses. I don't know if that's the case. His, his NFL draft future, as far as his stock, would depend on how much, if any, jail time he's he's going to face. And also, this will call, cause teams to look even more into Jalen Carter's background. Was this a just a terrible choice by a young kid one time? Um, it doesn't make it any better. Someone lost their life. But, you know... Th- the NFL, and we've said this before, the business of the NFL is going to go on. Um, football is going to be played. Uh, Jalen Carter will be, unless this this is the tip of the iceberg in terms of his character, he will be playing in the NFL at some point, um, probably next season. Um, I think overall it's too early to tell how much this is going to affect his draft stock. Uh, I don't think it would be – Knowing some of the things that that were said about Jalen Carter's character, because I remember uh, there was a story about how there was a walk-on defensive lineman with Georgia. Those guys don't get their meals paid for at Georgia, and Jalen Mills, uh, Jalen Carter, took his own money and paid for this kid's meals. And so, if that's more of his character, then you know I don't think it's going to affect his draft stock all that much. Um, he could still go first overall. I think you'll be seeing a uh, heartfelt apology at some point and a vow to do better. Um, I don't begrudge anybody second chances, especially young kids. And look, the NFL is always going to gamble on talent. Um, and I don't know how much of a gamble he is. But this is there's no no mistake, this is huge news. The week of the combine, this reminds me of – uh, and I tweeted this out from the picture of people waiting for Jalen Carter at the podium at the combine, even though he's not showing up. Uh, the only thing that I can remember that compares is when Maurice Claret, um, after a bunch of his troubles, talked at the combine in 2005. And that was a uh, freaking circus. I think it's even been recounted on 30 for 30. Uh, so certainly um, a, a tough topic. Um, early in combine week, but it's very early in the process for Carter and the teams. All right, let's jump to wide receiver here quickly. Uh, not some, not so great news for the Patriots coming out of Indy over the last day or so. If you were hoping that they would pull a trade for a number one receiver out there, Cincinnati came out and said, yep, it's not happening with T Higgins. 
Chargers sound like they're optimistic in keeping Keenan Allen in L.A. And then Denver also sounded optimistic on uh, Jerry Judy. So just kind of your thoughts, Greg, on those three receivers maybe staying put. Yeah, not a surprise. The Allen thing's a little bit of a surprise for me. I thought that he would be a guy who would come uh, that could become available. I don't. I love Keenan Allen. I love him as a player. Yeah. He's not all that durable. Um, he would, uh, you know, supposing Jacoby Myers gets a big contract on the market, he could be a lower cost sort of replacement in that area and a better player, quite frankly, if he's on the field. Um, Patriots have been hit and miss with that. Devontae, Car- uh, Devontae Parker is a guy who couldn't stay on the field in Miami. And while he missed time last year, he's done a decent job of staying on the field, at least last year for the Patriots, um, you know, compared to the rest of his career. But um, yeah, I mean, I Nick, to me, this just solidifies the Patriots. I don't care if it's Matt Groh. I don't care if it's Billy O'Brien. I don't care who the hell it is. The Patriots, if they are going to be a factor in the NFL, in today's NFL, Going forward, they have to figure out a way to draft impactful receivers. Maybe they started last year with Tyquan Thornton. You know, solid rookie campaign for where he was drafted. Certainly has some upside. But, you know, they need to find a guy like whether, you know, you have Tyquan Thornton could be an outside guy. You get a guy like Zay Flowers Flowers from BC at the bottom of the first round if they trade down, something like that. Um they have to find a way to start hitting on draft receivers because these guys are expensive in the NFL now. Not only in payment, but if you want to go trade for one, uh, they it's it's out of control. And so I think the Patriots need to stop looking for uh, dumpster diving, looking for everybody else's spare parts, and they need to start just finding their own guys, cost control, develop them, and get the big payoff. Could they have done that this week, uh, finding their guys, quote-unquote, According to our friend Mike Reese, Slade Bolden, uh, he was a slot receiver at Alabama before he got hurt, uh, played with Mac Jones, was one of Mac Jones's favorites on that Alabama team that won the national championship. He had a workout with the Patriots. Greg, any thoughts on Slade Bolden? Yeah, uh, my thought is um, don't bank on anything with him. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to entirely – uh, rule out the kid. I just remember last year about this time, there was a lot of talk about Slade Bolden, Alabama, Mac Jones's roommate, um, slot receiver. Patriots have a need for that. And I remember being in his workout last year at Indianapolis, and I was just like, uh, no, this kid is not explosive. He's not <laughs> fast. He's not good. And he went undrafted. Uh, the Ravens signed him. I know he had some injury issues, but he didn't even – I think, and don't quote me on this, I think he'd, he didn't even make it to the end of camp. And then I don't know if he was even in on anybody's practice squad this past year. That could be wrong. Um, and look, guys always develop. The guys can always improve. Um, maybe Slade Bolden was dealing with injuries, and now he's healthy, and now he looks like a different player. Um, I don't know. But if, it's this, if this is the same Slade Bolden of uh, about a year ago at this time, yeah, he ain't helping the Patriots. He won't be around very long. And the, quite frankly, the Patriots need a lot, a lot better than Slade Bolden. Yeah, he had some issues with the sports hernia last year. Uh, looks like he was waived at the end of August. And then uh, it says here that he was waived by the Ravens in October after another injury. So he, he's dealt with some things. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Slade Bolden is the plan heading into the offseason. I hope the hell not. 
Uh, new Steelers GM, Omar Khan. He talked about Adrian Clem. Greg, and of course, as we know, Clem is the new, I guess, assumed offensive line coach until the announcement <laughs> is formally made by the Patriots, if they ever make it. Uh, he, he had some nice things to say about Clem when uh, Clem was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, he said he loved his interactions with him. Great conversations. Uh, good person to be around. Really enjoyed our time with him. Loved his energy, his honesty, and his demeanor was great. Um, and, and, you know, of course, I don't know. I haven't been on Twitter very much, but I'm sure people are like, Ooh, what are you going to say now, Bedard? Uh, look, uh, the Steelers are a very classy organization. Um, overall, Mike Tomlin is uh, tremendous. I was told to expect that you know, when Patriots reporters ask Steelers people, including Mike Tomlin, either in Indianapolis or um, certainly at the league meetings in Arizona uh, at the end of March, that uh, Tomlin's going to say nice things about him, and that's fine. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sure um, Mike is going to be honest in many regards. But I also think there's going to be a lot of omission. And look, let me state this again for the record, because. You know, just because I tell you facts about a person, whether that's Christian Barmore, his slide in the draft, or Adrian Clem coming here, me asking questions about like, all right, are, are we really sure the right guy for the Patriots is a, is a guy who couldn't last a full year uh, with the Steelers as their offensive line coach and, and went to Oregon? Um, that does not mean that I... Uh, and listen up, Jimmy Stewart. I'm sure you are listening. This does not mean that I hate Adrian Clem or I hate the hiring. I have no clue about Adrian Clem. He, we've talked about it before. I, I pointed out his pluses and minuses. You know, he did a lot of really good stuff in college. He, he is an unknown when it comes to the NFL. He could be great. I have no idea. And he could be good because the Patriots, it looks like they're going to have to go younger at the offensive line. Maybe a college coach, maybe that's best. A college coach has worked here before. Uh, Brasillo came straight out of Youngstown State. So I don't know. I don't have an opinion, Adrian Clem. I'm just telling you, he didn't last a full season. He didn't mesh with the coaches there on the staff. It wasn't It wasn't um, acrimonious. It was more like he just didn't fit in. Maybe sort of like an older staff, that type of thing. He kind of kept to himself. Might just be a personality thing. Doesn't mean that they, he, he that it's going to be this way. In New England, it's just, um, you know, look, there's a lot of unknown about Adrian Clem. And just because Bill Belichick hired him doesn't mean that he's going to be great or nobody should point out his flaws, uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge last year. So um, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, Leonard Fournette has been uh, released by the Bucks. He says he asked for his release and it was granted. Of course, we know. Uh, that the Patriots, their running back situation, they're set with Stevenson. They have Strong. They have Harris. Um, but they're also dealing. They're also dealing with with a with a walking free agent themselves. Could could Fournette be a possible option for the Patriots in any yeah, kind of way a, in this offseason? As opposed to a lot of other guys who are out there on the market as cup, cap casualties, like you know, getting a lot of questions about Taylor Lewan in Tennessee you know, and other guys sort of similar to that, uh, the the receiver in Tennessee. What the hell is his name? Um, uh, Thielen? He, no, in oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, that was in Minnesota. The Titans guy, Robert Woods. 
He was yeah, also Robert released, Woods. and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's all it's all possible, uh, you know. Uh, but those guys, it's a lot like what kind of contract they're looking for. The Patriots for sort of uh, prove it guys. They're looking for a lot of stuff in their contract, like roster bonuses and things like that. Do those guys want that. Are they getting more from somebody else? Taylor Lewan, who knows how healthy he is, where he can play. But I will say Fournette's one of the guys that I do th- I could see landing with the Patriots at some point in time if Hadri- if Harris leaves and they're not exactly sold on Pierre Strong, um, who is more of the the every down back. Um, uh, Pierre uh, Pierre Strong is uh, the the quicker guy. Kevin Harris uh, would be the guy who would back up Stevenson next year if they don't think he's ready. Then yes, absolutely, Fournette. I could see them signing him to a maybe a one year deal where if they get to camp and they see Harris, they they make Harris prove it. There's a competition, and if Harris is ready, then they release Fournette or trade him or something like that. So Fournette is something I could see. I have no idea how I heard Minnesota out of Tennessee, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you look at uh, when you look at Fournette, there's been some rumors in the past possibly linking with the Patriots. So I I don't think it'd be, I don't think it'd be a crazy notion to believe that Belichick could bring him in Uh, last quick note here. Leslie Frazier. This is interesting. Um, He's going to step away for a year. That's what the story is right now. Who knows if he's ever going to come back, but what we're being told right now is Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator of the bills is stepping away for a year. What do you make of that, Greg? Uh, Certainly interesting and not ideal for the bills. Um, you know, I heard McDermott and Bean talk yesterday at the combine. And McDermott seemed to be pretty honest about it that, you know, Frazier just seemed to be a little bit burned out after this year, just needed a rest. And maybe maybe part of it was the DeMar Hamlin thing. Um, you know, that 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 made a, a long season even longer for the Bills in terms of all they had to deal with. And maybe Frazier just needs to step back. Um, I know some people are pouncing on this saying like, oh, look at the bills. This is going to, you know, really hurt the bills. Um, I would really caution on that. Um, You know, Sean McDermott, it's his defense. He's for years, he was a damn good defensive coordinator in Carolina. I think this has a chance to make them better. I think that uh, if McDermott takes over the play calling, I think he's better than Frazier. I have a lot of respect for Frazier. But I don't think his defenses were good in big spots. I think that McDermott is better. And quite frankly, you know, I, I do advocate listeners to this podcast. You no, know, I, I advocate for head coaches that are CEOs who delegate and who keep their mind on the game. To me, I think McDermott does a little bit too much of that. And I think he's sometimes he gets in the way of his own team in terms of overthinking things. And I think possibly putting him in charge of the defense might. Uh, streamline that. And I think it makes them even more aggressive on defense. Um, I, I don't think it affects the Bills at all. In fact, I think it, may, it might make them better. All right. Before we jump into the Patriots-centric stuff, even more deeper into the weeds, we got a couple of things on Mac Jones. We have something on Matt Patricia. I know what Greg's thinking about when he gets up in the morning. It's not always Patriots, my friends. He's also thinking about this stuff called AG1 from Athletic Greens. He's been talking about it for months. He loves it. Greg, fill the people in on this stuff. I've been on it for seven months, and I love it. It doesn't seven. taste like it's super healthy. It's this green juice. I know a lot of you guys out there, like I'm, you macho guys out there, be like, I'm not drinking a green juice. Gross. I'm telling you, you're wrong. 
This stuff actually tastes good. I'm not lying. You want a little hack? Put a little avocado oil in there, Ooh. which gets you your healthy fats, and now you're really cooking. Uh, the, w- so what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging, all the things you're looking for. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my daily routine, and I'd be lost without it. I love how it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, huge up here in New England during the winter months, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. AG1, yeah. All right, let's get to the Patriots. Uh, Matt Patricia. Oh, Matt Patricia. We got to revisit him for a minute here. Uh, Jim McBride uh, talking about Sean Payton's comments on Patricia. And here's because there was there was some thought that Patricia could end up being the defensive coordinator in Denver. He he reportedly at least talked about the job with with Peyton. And uh, here's what Sean said, quote, Matt's a really good football coach who I have a ton of respect for. He's helped us win a lot of games and championships uh, with with the uh, Patriots. That's what Bill Belichick had said uh, to to um, the globe about Patricia. And so Peyton kind of threw out there that, hey, look, you know, we might we might still have a spot for this guy here on the staff. So I, I just have, when I, when I read this stuff, right, when I see Belichick, Belichick say he helped us win a lot of games and championships for the Patriots, but the number one thing is like, okay, well, then why isn't he with you anymore, Bill? Why, why mm-hmm. is he walking away? Why, why is that not happening anymore? And the other thing, Greg, that, that comes to mind is we know that Sean Payton has a pretty damn good relationship with Bill Belichick. And this might seem like, I don't want to say a favor, for Belichick, but certainly maybe a favor for Patricia. Just your thoughts on this entire situation with Patricia and maybe going to Denver. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy is a former colleague of mine. I have a ton of respect for him. Obviously, he has a good uh, relationship with Belichick. Um, so, you know, that's good for him. Um, you know, first off, I mean, look. Uh, this is on the heels of, do you remember Nick when uh, Bill had the quote about a season ender where he said like, we're one of the lowest paying teams uh, in the league. And then after that McBride had a quote from Belichick saying, you know, uh, reached by the globe Belichick, you know, clarified his comments. Now you have Sean Payton says his question about Patricia where he didn't get a job and he's not on the staff. And by the way, Small segue. So it's obvious that Bill Belichick is trying to uh, find Matt Patricia a landing spot uh, yes. for a bunch of different reasons. I think because Matt Patricia, you know, he could, I think, especially after this season when he's been made out to be the biggest scapegoat in all of this thing, um, wrongly, I might add, it's not his fault that Bill put him in this position. And Bill did him wrong just like he did Mac Don. He did Matt Patricia wrong just like he did Mac Jones wrong. Um, He's trying to find him uh, a landing spot. And, um, you know, I, I just think that 
you know, Bill, how do I say this? Um, you know, I, I think that Bill is, is, is trying to be proactive. He's trying to do right by Matt now. And, you know, to me, it's just, I understand it. These are things, how things are done um, in the NFL. But I, I mean, you know, look, you, you don't have to be a, uh, a beat writer for 20 years to realize what's going on here. I mean, this is all like favor, you know, going on that Matt Patricia got an interview. Um, you have to remember Vance Joseph is now the defensive coordinator here. Remember what happened with the Cardinals game. You know, with, you know, he looks like he's a defensive coordinator calling plays. <laughs> and then remember, there was a whole thing on the field after where it looked like Vance was trying to be like, look, my bad. I didn't mean to say any, I didn't mean how it was portrayed. And Patricia looked at him like, you know, go F yourself. And so, um, you know, if, if I'm Vance, jo- Vance Joseph, I'm drawing a hard line on this. Like, look, Sean, if you want to bring him in, um, go right ahead. But he's not going to be on my staff. Um, completely different sort of style of play. Um, I wouldn't do it. Uh, I think that Patricia has a job with the Patriots in the front office, but I think he wants to get back to coaching. So Bill's trying this, the hard sell. And I think he, he, you know, with Patricia being talked about by Peyton, I think Bill wanted to help Matt as much as possible and planted this quote to help him, um, which I understand. And that's, you know, good for him and good for McBride and good for the globe. But, you know, uh, you know, let's not make it out that um, this is a surprise to anybody. It's, it's just, a, you know, it's kind of an embarrassing thing for Patricia. And I agree. It, it wasn't on him, all on him last year. He was put in a position where he just wasn't really going to succeed, frankly. And I'm not telling you he's a great coach. I, I'm just saying, you know, last year wasn't the most fair process for him. And we've got to remember that he was actually given two full-time jobs and they, they scrapped one after like week one. Cause they realized how bad that idea was, but it's just, it, it, he comes across as like Belichick's little kid running around the league, trying to get a job and, and daddy's trying to help him out. It's just, it's, it's awful. He can't even be his own man. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the optics of it. All right. Henry McKenna, Uh, reported this about Mac Jones yesterday. In early December of last year, Jones said publicly that he wanted to be coached harder. A team source told me that ahead of the 2022 season, coaches were instructed not to be too hard on Jones in an effort to protect him from being too critical of himself. There had been an issue in 2021 with Jones struggling after getting yelled at per the source. That source also suggested in hindsight, it might have been a mistake to go easy on the quarterback, Greg Bedard. Uh, I mean, I have feelers out to find out, you know, how real this is. I mean, I think it's more of a, uh, a context type thing. Um, I think there's some truth in this. I don't think it's totally true the way it's being portrayed. And of course, this is more just like dumping on, it's just the dump on Mac Jones off season. Like yep. what did, what did Kern call it? Maclash? I mean, I, I totally get it. And again, I, I was right about almost everything this past season from start to finish, but man, I was wrong. I was so wrong on Mac Jones having nothing to lose with what Bill Belichick did with, with the, the coaching situation. I thought people would be smart enough to be able to look at this. And if it's a disaster call to the disaster and be like, you know, 
poor Mac. They did Mac. Well, we're just going to toss this to the side. But there's obviously people in the building around the team that, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the ilks of Judge, Patricia, you know, people in Belichick's court to sort of throw off blame of Belichick. Like, there's a bunch of bullcrap going on with this team. Um, and that's sort of like the larger focus here is like, you know, whatever happened to the team that, you know, didn't make any noise in the offseason. Now they're freaking team drama and it's all their own doing. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. I think that, I think, dude, I, do I think that Mac Jones is hard on himself? Hell yeah. I mean, just look at what was the game where Belichick took him by the wrist and let him off the field. Cause Mac was just sitting there on the bench like yeah. forever. And he was throwing a pity party. Like, does he have things to learn about that? Yeah, but I don't think he has a problem with hard coaching. I, he had a hard coach in high school that yelled all the time, the Corky dude. He had Nick Saban in Alabama, and he was there for like five years and dealt with it. And I can tell you, Nick Saban's ripping his ass every other day because I've been around it. I've covered Nick up close. I know how that goes, and I know how hard he is on the offensive people on his staffs. Um and uh, so, you know, do I think Mac has a problem with, you know, being too much of a perfectionist, getting down on himself? Yeah, but it's not about the coaching. It's not about being tough. Like that stuff's a bunch of, you know, bull crap. He's fine. He was put in a bad situation. People need to stop distracting from that and just leave the kid alone and give him a real chance to be an NFL player. There's a slice of people, and it's a minority. There's a slice of people in this organization. There's a slice of people in the media that have some kind of weird obsession slash grudge with Mac Jones. They are now just trying to find anything, any kind of dirt, anything salacious, anything that can be controversial. Look, I don't know, Henry, and you know, I, do, I don't love stories that come out with one source. I think you need more than one source if you're going to come out and say something about the, like someone's character. And this really is kind of attacking kind of the character of Mac Jones, calling, calling him, in essence, weak, weak-minded. If you're going to run with something like that, get it from a couple of sources. That, that's just my personal opinion. I'm not a journalist. I went to school for journalism. That's my personal two cents. Get more than one source on this. I agree with you, though, as far as the coaching. Somebody who doesn't like hard coaching doesn't go to Alabama and play for Nick Saban. Someone mm -hmm. who doesn't love hard coaching isn't super ecstatic in running to the podium on draft night and telling everybody that this is where he wanted to be. He wanted to be a Patriot. So it's, it's one of two things here. It's either Mac Jones is the biggest fraud, best liar in the history of the world, who has told everybody he wants to be coached hard and has loved playing for coaches that coach hard, or... You know, th this this story is, is as you said, somebody with an agenda, somebody with some kind of an agenda that is trying to shovel dirt on Mac. I said it last podcast. I'll say it again here. Stop. Can we just stop with the shit revolving around Mac Jones? Let this dude have a regular offseason. I'm tired of the character attacks. I I'm tired of, oh, well, you know. Bailey Zappi's there. I'm, I'm so tired of all the stuff. You know, Zoe, we, we handled that last week. And I know Beetle had his own thing. I, I just, look, let the man play. Here's, here's what we know. He had a really good rookie season, all things considered. He then was handed a disastrous situation. He did not play well last year consistently. He got better, I would like to add, as the season went on. He did play better towards the end of the year. Can we just let him play in his third year? Can we 
give this dude an offseason and a training camp and, and, and give him this third year to prove to the world that he can be the guy. And if he doesn't prove that, then we could all move on. We can move on and say he, he wasn't the guy. But all of this nonstop stuff coming out about Mac Jones, I, I don't get the obsession with this. I just want to say about, um, you know, Zolak and stuff. And I know some of it's being blown out of proportion because people have nothing to talk about about the Patriots right now. Um, you know, like Felger's out there and hi, Jimmy Stewart and everybody in, in Beetle and Zoe listening right now. Um, you know, he's trying to make it out against me against Zolak, which is, you know, not true. But I just, you know, it's mostly, you know, I hear Beetle going on there because there's a report now. Now McCourty's saying he's around the team. And look, I know that guys can be in the building. That's not what this is about. This is about, um, you don't really, it's just because the Patriots are out of the playoffs for like, you, they have all this time doesn't mean that people adjust their schedules. Like Matt Jones doesn't even know who's going to be on his team. What if they go out and trade for a number one receiver and some of the guys aren't even there? Like all that stuff happens. It happens like after free agency and all that stuff. You can be in the building, you can lift, you can go get treatment. Guys do that. Guys bump into the coaches, but not a lot of stuff is going on this year. And Mac Jones doesn't need to know any stuff because he knows the playbook. It's the same playbook from two years ago. You know, so people just, like you said, people just need to leave Mac Jones alone and just let him work. He's fine. You don't have to worry about his work ethic or what he is and isn't doing. He's doing what he should. And, you know, if Beetle wants to make little snarky comments all the time, then, you know, go right ahead. But you have my phone number and you also, you know, could have me on the air if you want, if you want to really discuss it. Greg, let's quickly get to a BSJ member question of the day. Uh, yeah, so uh, I figure I'll just, I, I couldn't find a good one, but, um, you know, I just want to let people know that I am not in Indy this week, had some um, some stuff I needed to take care of. Uh, but you know, in general, this event, and I haven't gone every year. I, since I started BSJ, I probably go like every other year. And, um, you know, really this event has changed. Um, there's a lot of coaching staffs that aren't there. Uh, the Patriots aren't there. I think they've, I think there's a report that they sent, I think from mass live said they sent one defensive coach and one offensive coach Belichick last year. I think went in for one day last year. I think I went in for two days. Um, you know, they've totally changed the way this, this event works. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people sort of periphery, periphery, younger writers, um, on the beat that, you know, really look forward to this and think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, I've been out this over 20 years. Um, you used to have really good access and the ability to do things. And there's certainly some work to get done, but, um, you know, at least for this year, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let my Rolodex do the talking after the combine and uh, get what I need uh, as opposed to uh, going there. So there you have it. He's Greg. I'm Nick. Greg Bedard, Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by Athletic Greens, your one-stop shopping for 75 high-quality vitamins to help you start your day right, and also betonline.ag, fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. If anything breaks, we'll be on it. Uh, Until next week, we'll get back to you. Be good, be safe, and be healthy.